Everybody needs just the right amount of fuel to get going in the morning. For some, a nice McDonald's egg and cheese bagel is just enough to do it. Others might prefer a McDonald's bacon egg and cheese bagel. Or perhaps a sausage egg and cheese bagel. And there are those where nothing will do but a hearty McDonald's steak egg and cheese bagel. Four different breakfast bagels to get you going. Tomorrow morning, give your engine a head start at participating McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Podcast, the podcast dedicated to the medium of video games and the animation that brings them to life. My name is Rachel, and I'm going to be your host today. And joining me once again is my very good friend Chris. Hey, Chris. Hello. I had to play too. <laughs> Thanks again for joining me on these uh, little game adventures that I have uh, that I have been starting with this podcast. So oh, it's a pleasure. <laughs> so. Um, Today we're going to be talking about this going to be our very first uh, game or franchise spotlight episode. Um, we had our very first uh, very first episode was a bit of a roundtable where Chris and I went through the different um, games we've been playing relatively recently. However, this we're going to be a bit more uh, focused and we're going to focus on a uh, specific game or franchise that both of us have had experience with. And the topic of today's episode is going to be a series that's been around for quite a while, but um, has really started to get like a new... Uh, life to it uh, after a particular installment that was released in 2013, and that is Tomb Raider, at least in this particular case, Crystal Dynamics Tomb Raider, which we'll be discussing that game, uh, its relative sequels, including a the trailer that just came out for the latest, the third installment of this particular new franchise, and that is Shadow of the Tomb Raider. So um, we're definitely really excited to talk about this, but I did want to make a quick aside for a lot of our loyal listeners for the um, our official podcast, for the Animation for Adult AFA podcast, in regards to the fact that we haven't really had a chance to really uh, get back to you, our listeners, in regards to uh, the, up- the updates on our 100th episode, which is still in the works, and other content further down the line. Um, I did want to make sure we let all of our, everyone, first, thank everyone who participated in the uh, voting process for our picking the film that we'll be covering for our 100th episode, which if you haven't already know, found or saw our Twitter uh, announcement, it is going to be the classic animated film Akira, yeah. which some of us have seen, some mm-hmm. of us have not. I'm going to just slowly raise my hand, even though you can't see it. <laughs> like I admit, yes, I have not seen this movie. I am very excited to see it for the first time because I know of its reputation. Um, and we are very, very excited to bring that episode to you. It's just a matter of getting everyone's schedule together and making sure, you know, um, that we're all able to record at the same time. And we've had quite a few inter- you know, interruptions. We've had colds and, you know, moving, you know, uh, some of our commentators are currently in the process of moving from two new homes and starting new jobs. So until like once the dust settles a little bit, we're going to make sure we gather everyone together watch the movie, and then get back to you guys and present our 100th episode to you and celebrate it with you guys. And really appreciate you for you sticking with us uh, for 100 episodes. If you, or, you know, if even if you haven't, have fun, have a good time because it's a classic movie. If, even if you haven't seen it, heck, watch it along with us. It would be really a lot of fun. But yeah, we will uh, make sure to keep you guys up to date on new information about when we'll start recording because we don't want to keep you guys waiting for too much longer. And uh, in all regards to other content, we'll make sure to keep you uh, informed via our social media feeds, which I'll make sure to mention at the end of this episode. But in the meantime, let's get back to the topic at hand and let's talk about Tomb Raider. Uh, in regards to Tomb, the Tomb Raider franchise, if I recall, my, only, my own experience with this franchise, I know it came back out in about the mid, mid-1990s. My first experience playing with it, uh, playing the Tomb Raider games was, I believe, Tomb Raider 2 back in 1990, that came out back in 1997. That was around the time I was uh, living in London, England. So we had a PlayStation 1, and I had, I think it was a game that was available for rental. So I played it, and I never really made it past the mansion. And for those who play, remember playing Tomb Raider 2, you know what I'm talking about. That's sometimes you get in that mansion and just you like wander around the different corridors, the garden, just like you get lost in that place. And then just find like, okay, where do I go to advance the story? 
where do I go to actually play this game and go into tombs? And even then, once I got into the tombs, I still didn't know where I was. I looked and I looked. I'm looking for puzzles. I'm looking for tombs. I couldn't find them. So pretty much after that experience, I kind of moved on from Tomb Raider. I didn't didn't really catch my interest, so I just kind of left the franchise alone. I was aware of the reputation it it got um, as I got to see the uh, game's titular hero, um, or main main hero, Lara Croft, show up on more magazines and uh, like everyone who I know were, who had a PlayStation 1 was like, oh, you got to play Tomb Raider. I'm like, yeah, could you show me how to get out of the mansion, please? Because I'm lost. It's <laughs> <laughs> like the training section, isn't it? It is. I got lost in the training section. I just like, how? How? Because I don't know what it was about the controls for the first Tomb Raider. It just, I tried figuring them out, but I, every single point I tried, I would fail horribly, so when I actually got out of the mansion, eventually, and had to be put, put the character in a situation where you could die, <laughs> it, um, it became less fun because there was less safety nets to catch me from it when I messed up. So once the safety net was removed and I still realized I couldn't, I didn't figure out was, you know, how to make things go, how to make Laura shoot guns or kill things or jump over deadly pits. I was just like, no, this isn't fun for me anymore. So I just kind of left the game as is, left the franchise as it was, and just kind of moved on. Um, I did give the series a try again uh, back when I had the GameCube and the PlayStation 2. There was a game that came out for those systems uh, that was supposed to be kind of like a comprehensive, like, you know, this is what Tomb Raider is, uh, kind of game that was called uh, Lara Croft's Tomb Raider Legend. Mm. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that particular game, Chris, but it's like, it's, it's, it's cheesy. And I was rewatching like some bits of it last night. It is kind of, the animation was definitely, you know, it, it is, the animation definitely shows its age, but it's, there's kind of like a cheesiness, like, a, like it's kind of like a cheesy action movie, just like it's silly, nonsensical, but I kind of enjoy it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> But I actually was able to finish that. Compared to all the other games, the Tomb Raider games I've tried, at least compared to Tomb Raider 2, I actually finished this one. Uh, it wasn't easy, but I finished it somehow. Because there's still just something about the controls with how Tomb Raider worked that just really did not jive with me. But it wasn't until 2013 with the release of the new Tomb Raider game uh, created by Crystal Dynamics that I gave it, I, again, another shot because I was fascinated by how they were approaching um, the character, you know, Lara Croft in this particular game. They were really pushing that, oh, this is her before she becomes, she becomes the Tomb Raider, before she becomes this badass, uh, you know, Tomb Diver or Tomb Raider that, uh, you know, you should really see how she, you know, gets in that story. And that intrigued me. And then when the game came out, I got it on my computer and had a wonderful, actually had a good time playing a Tomb Raider game for the first time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, in terms of actually figuring out the controls and how things worked and actually taking the time to explore the environment and go into tombs and finding out the mystery of the island that's uh, that you're stuck on, which we will get into when we get in the plot description. But, um, yeah, I actually had a good time with this, and it kind of made my opinion of the franchise take go take a 180 from being kind of, like, dismissive and not really enjoying it all that much to, oh, hey, this is actually a really fun fun franchise that I might be willing to play more games of. So, but yeah, that's my history with Tomb Raider. Chris, how about you? Well, I, me, me and Lara go way back. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Lara for life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I played the very first Tomb Raider game. It was uh, one of my very first um, games I got on the PlayStation 1. Um, I was thinking about it, and I believe I actually that is, I think when I got my PlayStation, um, for my birthday, whatever it was at the time, I there was like a deal where you get two games, and one of them was Tomb Raider. So, you know, it's one of the it was because I'd been like reading up on all the games magazines, everything, and I ah. and I'd been looking up on this one, and I always oh, looks exciting. Mm-hmm. So I, I wanted that one. Um, you know, I was reading up before it came out and everything. It was probably quite a while before I was able to get it. Um, <laughs> um, I think, actually, 
it was first released on the Sega Saturn was the first con- computer console it came out on, I think. Oh. It, w- it was made by, originally, it was a UK company called Core Design, um, or it's created, uh, I think Crystal Dynamics are an American company, but, you know, obviously Lara's a British character, but she started, started off as a British game as well um yeah. and um I I was I think core design I think they had a bit of a thing for sort of Indiana Jonesy referencey things because I'm pretty sure I found out that one of the I played this game like on on the home computer the Atari ST mm-hmm. a, a 2D platformer called Rick Dangerous huh and it was this complete um like Indiana Jones type guy with a fedora um <laughs> the game was like really cartoony um but it had like photorealistic cover like just like Indiana Jones poster ah. and it was this silly little thing with this little little squashed down guy with the fedora on 2D platformer 16 bit mm-hmm. and the game starts like you're running running from a a giant rolling rock India, <laughs> you know, Raiders of the Lost Ark style. Oh, but that Indiana I, Jones goodness! But I digress. I know, unbelievable. No, um, it's okay. This is good stuff. I mean, I know that um, the original intention for uh, Tomb Raider was to have the um, their protagonist actually be a dude. Until I think someone basically said, "Hey, um, if we make the protagonist a guy, uh, I'm sure people will be like, um, aren't you just?" trying to make Indiana Jones and not your own thing. And I think that might be the reason why Laura is the way she is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They made it, they made it different. They made her British. They made her uh, a woman, obviously they made her <laughs> an aristocrat, uh, which, you know, that was always a, a fun part of the setup. The fact that she's got the mansion where you do the training and everything. Yeah. And obviously some people don't leave the mansion, but some yeah, people yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was a cool place to hang out. It had a pool. It had a gym. It had like, this giant hedge garden you get lost in. Yeah, it makes sense. And the butler you... that follows you around. It's like got a little tea, like tea trays, follows you randomly, and then just like I kind of got annoyed with him by the way he would just follow him. Hear the clinking of the teacup. So I was like, why don't you walk into this cooler and then shut the door? Why? Why would? Why would you leave the mansion and go to like some far off? place where wolves try to eat you i don't know it doesn't make any sense but <laughs> I, I did um yeah i remember it being like a really um iconic game at the time i remember mm-hmm. it you know at the time the graphics were all amazing and there was like this was because it was placed their first like generation of like cd games so it's the first you know oh, yeah. got, like orchestral music and everything and it was like oh, it's like being in a movie Yep, the very beginning of uh, games trying to do the, you know, take inspiration from film. I guess not really, you know, maybe not the first, but at least in the execution of the design, I think that's probably a better way to phrase it. At least that's when I, beca- that's when I started to become more aware of it. It was the games like that and um, Metal Gear Solid, of course. I was like, well, that was exclusively cinematic. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, you know, it was... It was a fun story and everything, and uh, uh, I remember there being like really dramatic moments, um, like when you get chased by wolves and stuff. But there, mm-hmm. was, the most memorable part of the original Tomb Raider was the first time you encounter a T Rex. Oh right, I had forgotten that the first game had a T Rex just randomly show up. It's like, hey, how what are you doing here in my tomb? <laughs> Yeah, it was a very pivotal moment. You know, that was one of the, oh, no way, not a T-Rex. And you get chased by the T-Rex. and yeah, it's Who needs a big giant rolling rock when you have a giant T-Rex chasing after you? Yeah, Indiana Jones hasn't got that, has he? No. No, no, he doesn't. certainly does not have that at all. And he does not have pointy boobs. <laughs> oh, I was wondering when this was going to come up. <laughs> It had to come up at some point, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just a matter of the fact that, I mean, at least to a degree, I could ignore that growing up and the fact that, you know, we were, they were still getting used to the fact of trying to, you know, use animate, you know, that type of animation or the polygons to properly animate um, 
a very athletic young woman. Uh, <laughs> but then after a pl- after a fashion, it became a little. I guess is trite the right word? I'm not sure. At least that that's one of the reasons I kind of continued to stay away from it. Even games like that I actually kind of sort of enjoyed in um, an ironic fashion like uh, Tomb Raider Legend uh, still had very much the big-breasted Laura with just constant shots of her butt and um, <laughs> the kind of stuff where I just, just like, you know, I'm sure someone would be very happy about that, but I know I'm not. <laughs> well, it, it, it is, you know, third-person game, so it would be um, no, oh, but I meant like actual cinematics. Like, oh, look oh, at okay. Her ass. Oh, okay. Just look right. at it. Okay, that makes that makes more sense. Um, yeah, I do remember at the time, like the whole oh, look, Lara's this glamorous model. Here's lots of magazines about you know because she was like on like you know non gaming magazines and stuff. Yeah, it was like this big iconic thing for a while, and I do remember that. Um, <laughs> it was like the it was like the PlayStation was the first time when they like you know um, I think it was a time when like the gaming audience changed quite a lot and yeah. they they were it was the time when you know sort of like adult men started being open about playing game you know it was cool at the yeah. time because there was like all the games like Wipeout and stuff with the dance music soundtrack and things like that the you know the playstation was the cool console and um <laughs> they, they you got all these games suddenly that were trying to sort of sell on sex appeal and stuff and oh yes i remember having i remember something when i was at school i had a magazine a games magazine and they this particular games magazine for some reason it had it decided to have like a, a glamour photo shoot of all the like the ladies of games like all these cg things uh-huh. And I, I remember uh, a friend of mine at the time was admiring it, and we made some comment, and I said, yeah, but they're not real. And I remember his response, stayed with me all this time, because it's quite amusing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, well, you can't have everything, can you? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, no, no, you can't have everything, but still, it's just, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, that yeah. was funny. <laughs> that, um, that, is, that is a nice story. Um, it is kind of interesting because of all that attention that she got. That um, Lara, as a as a character, you know, between now, you know, then and now, it's kind of like there's a very vehement split between people who like her in terms of just being an you know, not in terms of her body proportions, but more of her as an actual character in a story um, as, as a main character. People either love her or really don't like her because of the fact that she's been uh, put in that light for she has been put in that light for so long as kind of like this character that was you know that really was exploited I guess is the right word in terms of just use you know like again using that like you said before using that sex appeal is like oh you should play in Tomb Raider because you play this hot sexy female character and it's like well what what character is there why should we be invested in this character at all and. And I mean, there is some aspects, at least from my early experience of actually learning about what kind of character Laura was, as we described earlier. Um, And I did kind of like the fact that she was just, to a degree, she, I mean, she did have something of a, and her backstory's changed like a bajillion times, but there are always like a couple constants. And the fact that she does live in this like kind of, you know, aristocratic household um, or part of this like um, uh, family lineage and some of it's associated, you know, being with um, other members of her family, like her father or somebody being a, um, some sort of either archaeologist or having a at least very deep fascination with history. Other than the fact, other than that, she's just like an adrenaline junkie. <laughs> just like the part of the reason why she does these things, not just for so much for the education, but just the fact that, or, you know, just the fact that she just likes getting into trouble and <laughs> make, taking the death defying leaps is just just the things she likes to do which is and interesting one of the things you just have to i think even if you're not a fan is you have you sort of have to recognize the fact that essentially laura croft is um like was like the first character since like mario and sonic to be basically you know a household name sort of recognized by people outside outside gaming and everything you know i 
I still think there aren't that many characters, you know, not that many characters have come along since that will have the same, you know, if you're a gamer, you know, all these characters, you know, you know, Nathan Drake and you know, mm-hmm. Master, Master Chef, Master Chef. Yeah. Isn't that? Oh, no, Master wait, Master, Master, Master Chief. Master Chief. I did that deliberately. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I? my god chris now you've given me an image of just like master chief with like the swedish chef outfit on <laughs> that's just so kind of wrong but it's so funny <laughs> oh that's gold i love that okay moving yeah, on uh, yeah the uh, yeah i don't think there's many other characters that have got the same sort of re- mainstream recognition mm-hmm. I, think. I think you know you can show Lara Croft to non-gamers and they'd be like oh yeah and that partly is because I guess you know there was a big big couple of movies with um yes there are there is several actually there's obviously the original ones with uh Angelina Jolie who um who uh very filled the role I think I, those movies are not good. I know they're not good. No, they aren't. But there's kind of like a contagious energy to them, at least the way that they portray Lara Croft. That's like the, again, that's really just like the adrenaline, that's an adrenaline junkie Lara um, as is portrayed in those movies. Not like the Lara Croft that we would see, we'll see or we'll dis- discuss in um, from the 2000, you know, Crystal Dynamics onward. But that was like, in terms of like the classic, you know, Lara Croft character or interpretation of that character, Angelina Jolie nailed it for sure. Yeah, they're not good, but I'm not going to pretend that I did not enjoy her in the role. She's very, she's she's very good in the role, um, mm-hmm. and also she looks the part and also does a you know not all that many act- American actors or whatever could do a decent British accent, but she did a good one. Uh, yeah, it's 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 kind they kind of guilty pleasure movies for me because it's like. I know it's bad, but you're that is allowed. Everyone's got those guilty pleasures, and it's and I will admit to enjoying those films. I mean, I'm not there aren't films that I will seek out to watch when I need to, you know, pick me up. But at the very least, if it's on TV, I'll, I'll maybe linger on it for a little while, watch a, a scene, and be like, "Yeah, this was a fun movie." Yeah, but yeah, it's 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 Laura's been through quite a lot over the years, and I'm. And to be perfectly honest, I'm really happy that um, the game that we are about, to, you know, the main game that we're here to discuss, the Crystal, the first in the Crystal Dynamics trilogy came out when it did, because it seemed like when that was first being announced back in 2010, one of the things that they were really stressing when this game was first coming out was the fact that this was going to be like, uh, just it was, it was going to be a somewhat of a reboot of uh, the Tomb Raider franchise and the fact that, you know, obviously they had uh, not only had ownership of the franchise had changed, but they wanted to reintroduce the world to a new Lara Croft, one that was really only just starting to find her feet, not the um, independent, you know, fearless badass that we see, we've seen in earlier games, but this was a, this was her as she was just setting out. And so their hope if over the course of these several games was to show her very first couple of adventures to become the type of character that we see that we we've come to know over the years yeah i have to say i didn't you know having said about how much of a big fan i am of it i then didn't i don't think i owned very many of the games at all after i i, I played i don't know if, a lot of games on like the playstation era playstation one and playstation two i probably played either a demo of <laughs> like via a magazine demo disc Mm-hmm. Or I played maybe rented, um, so there was loads of things that I might have played, but I didn't ever own. Mm. And um, I, I never like I, I think I borrowed Tomb Raider two off someone, but I never owned it. And uh, I don't really remember much about Tomb Raider three. And I think sort of people consider like the series sort of went off the rails at some point. It um, did. And they did all like when it went on, basically, and like I think really when it went on PlayStation Two, it kind of went. Well, we don't know where we're going with this. <laughs> yeah, you can tell at a certain point, and um, I think especially by Angel of Darkness that um, the original 
developers core design really kind of run out of steam mm. with what they wanted because it was angel of darkness was I, I believe the nail on the coffin for them in regards to the rights you know to make these games and i think that's when the uh Tomb Raider started getting passed between a few, a couple different hands in terms of making new games, and I think it was in that transition period that uh, Legends came, Legend came out, and that's when I played that. And and then ultimately it came in the hands of uh, Crystal Dynamics, and then we have the had the rebooted, quote unquote, rebooted franchise uh, from thir- th- 2013 onward. And my gosh, it's thinking back that now looking that's 2018, that's five <laughs> years. I I think the last one I did own for a little while because I ended up trading it in. I have to say because right, this this is where having mildly mocked you for being getting stuck on the the mansion. I got you can mock Ra- me as much as you want. I no, know that I, I know it's stupid. <laughs> I got on to I got Tomb Raider Anniversary. I think it was on ah. on the Wii. Okay. And I thought it'd be worth getting. I thought the the um, controls would make it interesting, and I read read the reviews of it, and everything. It sounded like it was good, and then I discovered that I could not get on with the motion controls with <gasps> with um, with the uh, Tomb Raider. Oh uh, no! It, it didn't really work with with motion controls, as far as I was concerned. And I I was you know I couldn't play, play very much at all, so I ended up uh, trading it in, I think, or taking it back to the shop or something. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was surprised I, was, I got. I surprised I got through as much as Legends as I did because that was again tricky controls. I mean, the fact that I can't imagine working with motion controls with Tomb Raider. Ugh. Yeah, it was. It was like when you. I think it was something about how you. Um. Uh. I think there was uh using because to like I think Tomb Raider Anniversary was supposed to be sort of a bit. Of, it was an uh, you know supposed to be a classic kind of return to the original Tomb Raider mm-hmm. having you know having done all the weird things like Angel of Darkness and Underworld and things like that I think they then went hey let's let's go back to basics with um, Anniversary I think that that might have even been not um, core design that might have been when it was taken over Let me I check. think so that, yeah it's it's double check is I think they it was in the process of being passed around but I'm not sure who had picked it up in between I'm pretty sure Crystal. I, I'm pretty sure the only people who really like it's been just tossed between Core Design, yeah. and then we went to uh, Crystal Dynamics. It, it was Crystal Dynamics took over with, hey, with, with Tomb Raider Anniversary in 2007, which was would have been 10 years into Lara's career. So yeah. there you go. Um, yeah, so that's when they took it over, and they tried to um, do. It, take it back to the roots a bit which and obviously i then some other ones might have come out in between but that was the um that they did some like uh yeah lara croft in the temple of the cyrus hang on <laughs> that's, yeah, some... that's, that was that was after 2000 that was after uh, the oh yeah game that we're talking about so yeah it was like so basically i think after um angel of darkness happened bombed um then the transition went, uh, to Crystal Dynamics went through, and then they were the ones responsible for Legend, the Anniversary, Underworld. I think there was Guardian Light. Uh, Lara Croft and the Guardian of Light came out somewhere in between that, and then that, later on, I think 2010 was the uh, year that they announced that they were working on this reboot of uh, Tomb Raider, and that's when, in two years later, that's when it came out in 2013. Yeah, so this originally came out on... PlayStation 3, Xbox 360, and PC, I guess. Yes. Yes, it did. Uh, yeah, so this was... Going back, this was... I suppose it was kind of like um, the equivalent of Batman Begins was the idea. Everyone was just kind of doing their their origin story. Yeah, characters. and I guess... Yeah, and, and to be fair, Laura's early history had, you know, or at least how she became who she was had been, had not really been touched upon. Mm-hmm. So I guess it was like um, one of those, they noticed a opportunity in terms of trying to, you know, build a game around that story of this iconic character. So, okay, why don't we create a game where we get to see Lara Croft in a much different place than we normally get to see her. And um, 
I think it's like even the, the studio head, I think I'm just give it a quote here. Forget everything you know about Tomb Raider. This is a an origin story that creates Lara Croft that creates Lara Croft and takes her on a character defining journey like no other was there um what was what he was pushing. And it's just meant to and I and I think in a it was it did succeed in that fashion. It's just I'm not entirely sure like because this game came out around the time this was on, like I believe I'm trying to make sure I have my facts straight here because um, Naughty Dog had been already pushing their new kind of Indiana Jones ish series uh, which was you know we all know as Uncharted which came back out uh, which the first title released in 2007 so it had released a title mm. in 2007. The second Uncharted came out in 2009, and Uncharted 3 came out in 2011. So just around that time, Naughty Dog was really getting their game on with um, with Uncharted. That's when this Tomb Raider was announced, and in the and also you know made and released just about two years after Uncharted 3. So I'm wondering, partially, like it's like that's it's, it wasn't the un, as opposed to before where Tomb Raider kind of had that niche in terms of like, oh, we're like an Indiana Jones uh, style of like an event, you know, game, interactive adventure movie kind of feel. At that time when this game was coming out, um, it was no longer the only game series trying to do that. But I mean, I, I, but I liked how they decided to set itself, set themselves apart from games like Uncharted while still kind of maybe kind of sort of taking inspiration. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Uncharted obviously was, was a big, thing in between and when Uncharted came out uh, people obviously said oh this owes a bit of a debt to Tomb Raider or they even they said hey this is this is a Tomb Raider but you know they've perfected the formula whatever Tomb Raider but better and then a lot of people I think think that or I I do anyway thought that the Tomb Raider reboot then you know raised up the game further Mm -hmm. Um, but they they are it is clearly that does take influence from the Uncharted series. I would say um, mm-hmm. it play it plays similar, which is great because I love both of those series. <laughs> um, so I'm happy. I I think my review when I first played Tomb Raider, the reboot mm-hmm. was <laughs> my shameful review was it's like Uncharted with a nicer bottom. I think I said. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> But obviously, you know, that's a um, personal opinion, preference, mm-hmm. whatever. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and then, then Tomb Raider comes along and uh, then the new Uncharted comes along and it raises up, you know, Uncharted 3 and 4. Was it 3, was it 3 came out before that? Three came, well, 3 came out actually before um, the Tomb Raider 2013. Okay, so Uncharted 4 comes out and then it goes, all oh, right, okay, I see you, Tomb Raider. And it went... <laughs> When, and, and I raised, raise you. And I raise the game. I raise you, Drake's brother. And then, then, um, then we have um, Lara Croft come back with Rise of the Tomb Raider, and I would say that's that's better still. So yeah. Yes, um, I like I like kind of like the back and forth and how both of these particular franchises are kind of you know either taking inspiration from or at the very least kind of building on each. each on their own franchises in terms of taking, you know, trying to make it a better experience, the more games that come out, which is really good. But um, before we get into the sequel, I did mm. want to talk a little bit about the, um, the game I- itself first. Yeah, I'm getting a bit ahead of myself, sorry. That's okay. No, it's all right. Um, so let me make sure, let me give it a sum up for people who may not have uh, played this particular Tomb Raider game. So uh, this story follows Lara Croft as she's going on her very first expedition um, she's there looking for, she and a group of, uh, her, her companions on this ship are going and looking for this lost island, um, in near the, um, near Japan called Yamatai, which is supposedly, uh, the resting place of the, uh, has a hidden kingdom of this, uh, of this mythical sun queen who supposedly had shaman, shamanistic powers and could control storms. And, as they're looking for this mysterious island, they do encounter a storm, and it capsizes the, bo- the the ship, and everyone is stranded, becomes stranded on this island, which is eventually confirmed to be Yamatai. However, the uh, problem here is not the fact that they're stranded on this island, but it seems to be populated with many other shipwrecked survivors, some of which 
seem to be mercenaries and cultists and criminals who have kind of formed their own little society and are trying to, you know, very desperately capture our protagonists and uh, do who knows what. So Laura is very much, you know, who's never been in a very serious situation like this before. She is very out of her element. She has to find a way to survive the island and, you know, stay away from these crazy people, but also keep her people safe and figure out what in the world, how they're going to get off this island and if they can even leave if the rumors behind this Sun Queen and her power to control storms is actually true. Like, what if that's still, you know, a thing that's going on? So that is basically the the overall premise of the story. And right off the bat, when you turn this game on, you see Laura get thrown off. You know, she's thrown into the ocean. And even then, she's knocked out by some kind of, like, strange, one of these strange cult guys. And right from the get-go, the tone really sets us, like, this, like, dark, grim scenario where, you know, it's basically just, you know, pure survival. Like, you know, she's just doing whatever she can to survive. She's getting, you know banged up, bruised, bloodied, like, it's sometimes almost painful to watch, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was kind of like, um, it was bringing in sort of influences of, of things that were popular around the time when it first, first came out, like, like I said, it, it's got kind of, oh, it's Batman Begins sort of gritty reboot of mm-hmm. popular character. And also it had a bit of the, oh, it had a bit of the Hunger Games, you think? Of, yeah, yeah. Of, um, you know, badass lady with a, with a bow and arrow. Mm. That's, um, yeah, not, uh, not like the, not the twin pistols that uh, Laura had really been known for at the time. In this game, she has a completely, like, you know, she gets little bits of, you know, a few items here and there that she really builds to an arsenal starting with a bow and arrow and uh, what was the name of the, I, I keep forgetting what it's called. The um, thing that she uses to grab onto walls. Oh like yeah. Kind of thing mm-hmm. that she can just like, basically you take a jump and even if you're right about to climb a very sheer surface of stone, you use that, that thing, you slam it into the wall and you can use that as leverage to hold yourself up as you climb up to a ledge. Oh, the climbing is so satisfying. <laughs> It is. It's really super well executed. And I think that's one of the things that this game does really well is the fact that not only kind of really selling the point that of Laura's desperation as she's really thrust into a really uh, horrible situation and has to figure, you know, use her head and wits to figure out how to survive. But just, and it, it really sells that in the animation too, when you're playing the game as you're, you know, you're seeing her walk really nervously, even when you get to that, you know, points where you're climbing up stuff as thing, you know, whatever ledge or thing you're holding onto as is slowly crumbling around you. Just, yeah, that, you know, really get that sense of urgency. Like, if I do not move or jump soon, I am not going to survive this. And that's something that replaying the game after a couple of years, I've really super enjoyed uh, experiencing again. Yeah, and the way it unfolds the story is really good as well. It, yeah, um, it's bit by bit. Mm-hmm. And you, you also, it, you know, it's got bits like where you're like listening and you can hear henchmen talking or things like that. Mm-hmm. And you get little bits of story by that and you find um, notes and things. Oh, right. Yeah. Like the different like um, notes or messages left behind by not just mm-hmm. other members of your crew, which you do have to eventually find and uh, figure out how, you know, how to help them. And mostly I think the crew, other crew members were for giving you other tasks to go do, but um, still just kind of where you get a bit more, bits of more information about them and also other people who've been stranded on the island, which um, varies from like people who used to live back when the kingdom under the Sun Queen was still there or, um, and, or people who had been shipwrecked, like God knows how many years ago, like back in World War II, I think there's like a fighter plane, like just hanging around and then um, just different kind you know it's it's really just a fascinating little environment to basically you piece together not just from the actual story points but from the exploration itself as you're traveling from place to place yeah and you really do get to explore because it's basically open world where you can um go all over the place and uh try different missions that you things like that and hunt and stuff like that which um you don't have to do, but you can do if you want to get little extra things. More experience, because it's one of those point-based systems where the more you do, um, you can uh, level up certain skills that Laura has and then uh, make her better at fighting or hunting or whatever it is you need her to do. 
Mm -hmm. And I know the first thing that they made sure that they mentioned when they were promoting this game was the fact that they were trying to give Laura a bit of a redesign. Mm-hmm. And um, I do remember hearing that at least a good portion of the animation in this game, at least with um, some of the animation on Laura herself, was a combination of handcrafted animation and performance capture. So well, least... It all looks good. And uh, the, the problem is that obviously this is a PlayStation 3 and Xbox game, Xbox 360, but they did do um, a, a, like a, uh, what would you call it, up, up a remaster. Um, oh yeah, re- yeah, remastering the PlayStation Four um, and uh, Xbox One um, called uh, Tomb Raider Definitive Edition, mm. um, which I then ha- the firstly, t- I'm very very bad at games, but I somehow finished. I I played Tomb Raider so much the first one, I was so into it that I managed <laughs> to finish it. Nice, and, and then. When I say finish it, I got into the story because okay. um, you can you can obviously, as it, we said, it's open Side world. Quest, there's there's you know, options, all that, all missions, that. and extra tombs and things like that. So mm-hmm. I didn't get hundred percent, but I saw the end of the story, and that's you know what I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, and then when I got PlayStation Four, I saw that Definitive Edition was uh, on sale on the PlayStation Store for like ten quid. And I was like, I love that game. Oh, fancy <laughs> playing that again with shiny graphics. So I did. And I finished it again. <laughs> nice. So, good job. Um, yeah. So that's how much I love this game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I, I don't blame you in the slightest. It's a very, very engaging game. And I'm, I'm, I can only imagine I've only seen like that very first release of it. I did not see what the um, upgraded uh, models or models look oh, like. It looks so amazing. <laughs> really? Like, is it really. Um, how much better would you say? Would you compare it more to like how the uh, the sequel eventually looked? Is that was the kind of uh, remaster it was? It's not quite up. I've, I've, the sequel was an improvement further on that, but you know, okay. it's, it's still very good quality. And so that's kind of what I'm thinking in my memory when I'm thinking of this. They're sort of overridden, <laughs> <laughs> which is understandable. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's basically the same game. It's just shinier. There might there there may be other additional things, um, but it's mainly the same game. But yeah. either will, way, yeah, good. <laughs> yeah, definitely good. And I will say, on the animation side, um, while I still think uh, Naughty Dog has got like the the best uh, looking in terms of, best looking in terms of animation, with the fact that they just really seem to go out with the motion capture and really refine that down with the handcrafted animation that they do after they get the motion capture and then animate it afterward. Like I really like the way that game looks. And I think even back in the very first title, that probably was still even like some of the best stuff that um, animation wise that I'd ever seen at that time for a video game. Um, this definitely came close. I get it. It kind of got that same feel to it, at least compared to like the earlier Uncharted games for sure. So I, Yeah. It's got like a great, great story of the um, like the the ancient uh, um, cult and things like that with the um, uh, the the queen was it Himiko or something? The, Himiko, yes, was yeah, the, the, uh, was the, the ancient sun queen. queen. Yeah, so that's all fun, and it's I've the story was written by Rihanna Pratchett. Uh, she was initially famous as she was the daughter of. Terry Pratchett, the late great ah, author. No. Um, Bless. Yeah. Um, but she has become a writer on her own. She's become a successful writer of um, not just video games. I think she's done like comics and mm-hmm. uh, things like that as well. She might have even written tie in uh, Tomb Raider comics. And... Right, 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 right. Yeah. So um, I think the story and everything is good. Uh, one of the good things about it is. Um, there's like a um there's this kind of a sort of damsel in distress sort of story but you've got this good like you've got a really good um friendship between her and this um uh, her friend Sam oh uh, yeah Sam is a Sam is a darling every single time she's on she's one of those kind of like like you said damsel in distress character like that's the the thing that the way they yeah. present her is the fact that she is kind of like the the focus of the attention of this strange cult and they keep trying to kidnap her 
but she is this kind of really nice, sweet young mm. woman that you just like you feel that you can kind of get with Lars. Like, yeah, we kind of want to keep her safe. I don't want those crazy jerks anywhere near her. I I think you know they've just done a mo- movie that is uh, based on this rebooted. Yeah, you are right. Yes. With um with uh what's her name uh, Alicia Vikander um as Tomb Raider as Tomb Raider as Lara. Yes. I know she's called her, her name is Lara. Um, the, uh, she, uh, but I think I heard that they've just not bothered to have Sam in it. I was like, what? She's one of the main figs. So yeah, it's okay. Yes, it was really based on. Yeah, I was wondering because I was actually watched the trailer for it because I remember hearing this movie it was coming out, but I hadn't really bothered to look more into it because like, oh, it's just another movie based on Tomb Raider. Okay, um, what was wrong with the first two? <laughs> A lot, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I still kind of. Um, I looked at the plot synopsis. And it's just kind of like some of the parts that I think really made me invested in the game. I mean, obviously, you can compare a game to a movie or a, a video game adaptation into a film. Things are going to be lost. That's you can't you can't separate it from that. And I probably would just need to sit this you know sit down and give this movie a sh- shot before I make any uh, judgments. But I don't know. There's just something. It seems like a lot of the characters were just changed over. Mm. And I'm like, well, okay, I can understand to a degree not having as many characters as um, as the game does because you don't have enough time to develop them. But at the same time, just like, okay, what? Why did we have to make up, invent completely new characters for it, the film? It looks like they they cut out Sam and like put in an a, a extra bloke instead. No, That's, I want uh, Sam. <laughs> Sam was shippers, cool. The shippers will be disappointed. Is what I'm saying. Ah, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> Um, yeah, um, but Tomb Raider 2013 or Tomb Raider, I don't know when the the um, remastered one came out, but that that game, both iterations of it are pretty good games if you haven't played them. <laughs> yep, and uh, yeah, I guess we should probably mention a little bit of the uh, the sequel too, since I did you, I have not played that game, but I know you have. So mm-hmm. in terms of a sequel, I mean, you said you basically just said it's good, but in terms of escalating the story, how did it do? Well, it does. It does like basically try and put in more backstory, um, like of her father and things mm-hmm. like that. And uh, you find a bit like about her. I've, I've, like her, her father's um, her stepmother or whatever, because there's oh. is, um, and they've got a bit of a. Um, not great relationship and things like that mm-hmm. um and there's a lot more um like varied locations early on okay um, gotcha yeah so as opposed to having the first game where it was all just this one location this is the game that has a lot more to it mm, there's there's a certain point where um it seems like a good chunk of the game is sort of in um i think it's supposed to be in siberia it's some sort of uh, russian okay place um and it's it's got another sort of similarly big area as the island or mm-hmm. it feels like it anyway or it looks like it um but there's not just the one location you do start in one place and go somewhere else and um and yeah, there's okay. there's another sort of or there's a oh i can't remember there's like a a sort of um cult type thing as well again. Uh, okay yep because you can't get away from those uh trinity is called um who are like an evil evil bunch of people um oh who... okay yeah these i remember those guys were mentioned in the um the the live action tomb raider movie as well so yeah i th- okay. i think they've they've sort of meshed together both games because it seems to be <sighs> on okay it seems to be on the island where um, Himiko, you know, the mm-hmm. Japanese island and everything, but they yeah. seem to have put Trinity in it as well. So. They, they took out the cultists, and they, or at least the, the cultists from the first game, and they put in the, the guys from the second game, Trinity. Or they've combined the two. Or somewhere. combined the two, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I would, 
as I said earlier, I think it is, you know, an even next step up. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's lots of exciting things. I haven't finished it yet, I have to say. <laughs> I'm, I've got a bit stuck. But um, this, um, actually, the, you can get an edition that is, at least on PlayStation 4, you can get, because it came out on Xbox uh, One, like, mm-hmm. A year before it came out on PlayStation because they had the um, uh, timed exclusive, which I was very annoyed about because <laughs> I do not have an Xbox, so I couldn't play it. So I had to wait for it to come out. Um, and they, but they released on PlayStation. They released a a special twentieth anniversary edition because ah. obviously it came out in in twenty seventeen, which is uh, ten years. Or did it come out in twenty sixteen? Whenever it is. Um, <laughs> I can't remember if it was the original Tomb Raider. No, no the original Tomb Raider was, two, uh, it was 96. So yes, it, it was. Come out, yeah. It, so it came out in 2016. Sorry. Yep. Um, and you get like a little art book and stuff. And you get um, like li- all different. They've got like different artists to do different takes on Lara and things like that. Oh, cool. And there's some sort of old school pointy boob Lara pictures as well. Oh, my God. <laughs> They'll never, they'll never it's, let that go. It's history. It's just what you look like. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is true. This is true. Um, yeah, and then that's not where it ends. Nope. Apparently, we have one more to go, and that's. I think that's a good point to uh, shift and uh, talk about the uh, the game that is uh, coming up, which is, I believe, I we might have said offline. When was this coming out, Chris? It's coming out in September of 2018, uh, and it um, they basically they just announced last last year I think it was they said there's another Tomb Raider in development, but we're not going to show you any, any of it yet. Um, but it's close, it's close um, to completion, and we're going to reveal more on it next year. And I think it might have said at the time, and it's going to be out next year. <laughs> so. Um, and so, like a few weeks ago, or whatever they said, uh, we're going to unveil more in April. Uh, they might have revealed the title beforehand, uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Yeah, yeah. I think the, t- the title is definitely known, but the trailer hadn't been, or any footage of the actual game or what it was going to be about hadn't been uh, uh, publicized. But now, as of what time we were recording right now, it is April 28th. It just, the first trailer came out last night. But yeah, um, this trailer uh, gives us some idea of the location and what the themes might be. And um, it seems we're definitely uh, going back to the jungle with our listings. Mm-hmm. More like a, I guess maybe you call South American jungle. I got a chance to see uh, a little video of, it was a PlayStation Access video, um, of some people who actually got a chance to have a hands-on in the game, because mm. as we said, as we said, it's actually pretty close to being completed. Um, so they got to play like a forty-five-minute chunk of the game, and they said it looks like um, you're going to be fighting a, or trying to stop a Mayan apocalypse or something oh, like that. Boy. So when yeah, I figured from the like the architecture and and the people, it did look sort of Inca or Mayan or Aztec, something like that. So. Mm-hmm. That would follow. And one of the other big things it seems to be is there's a lot of swimming, lots of underwater stuff, which I think that was quite a big... I do remember a lot of swimming in the original Tomb Raider, like Tomb Raider 1. Oh, uh, <laughs> okay, gotcha. Because um, everyone got stuck at some point and just went, oh, I'll just drown her. Because <laughs> 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 it seemed to be quite hard to die in, in that game, I think, I uh, remember. Um, when you got really stuck, so you just get to the point where you're like, uh, in the water. Yeah, <laughs> in, in you go, Laura. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, yeah, this is definitely trying to stop some kind of thing. But I think the the words in the trailer that really stuck out to me is um, the narration that you you have Nar- Laura na- herself narrating it, mm-hmm. and um, the footage that's it's that's over top of it is her, you know, very much in kick ass mode. She's got her all of her items that we've seen her use over the course of these past two games and heading to a specific temple or place. And then she's killing all these guys and 
being really badass and then she goes to save this person who's about to be sacrificed kills the guy who's about to sacrifice this person but they are terrified of her because the fact that she's done just done all this killing and she's like what Mm -hmm. have i become kind of thing and it's like well you've become the tomb raider isn't that what we've isn't that what we're building to isn't what this this entire franchise has been quote-unquote building to even though i thought we thought that that was the um the purpose of the very first game in 2013 was like okay this was the adventure that defined the tomb raider yeah this is this is the thing i've seen a bit of online of people saying hang on the first game they said oh this is about how lara becomes the tomb raider and you end up with like the at the end of the game you get your double pistols and oh mm-hmm. and yeah it's like ra- that, that's ra- it she's raiding tubes um and then the second one is they're like oh this is where you become the tomb raider you rise and become the tomb raider and they're like and then the new one they're like oh no this is where you really become the tomb raider it's like, like okay guys I thought we were already the tomb once. shame on me um but what they were saying in this video they were saying is it it's it's basically supposed to be a trilogy of like gradually becoming the Tomb Raider uh, that we know. And I guess obviously we're not saying this is going to be the final Tomb Raider game, but this is no. the end of this particular trail, trail, this particular series. And then, you know, they could go off and do now she is the Tomb Raider. So, um, yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's kind of like the, um, the, the recent Bond movies where like, ah, the end he goes, the name's Bond, Jay's Bond for the first time. And then you get the, um, the, uh, the uh, iconic sequence or whatever. And mm-hmm. then the second one, he's sort of still becoming. <laughs> it's like, this, he's not quite there yet. We're warming up to it. Yeah. I, I mean, I can understand that. That gives you more opportunities to tell a story of a character that is so iconically defined and show them in a different light. And, you know, so more, you show of that journey, the more you say, okay, this is how, this is the experience that defined this aspect of this character. This is the next, this next one is it. So it's, it's kind of a way that you can, you can still work, mm-hmm. but you have to be careful how often you do it or how long you do it for, because after a point, people are going to start rolling their eyes because I, I will tell you when you told me that originally before we were on, when we were off the air, I'm kind of like, that was my initial reaction because like, like you said, everyone had expected the stories we've already seen it's like okay she's doing the things the tomb raider does it may not be like exactly how we remember but that doesn't matter this is kind of like a new a new lara croft anyway so it shouldn't be i don't know it's it's, it's you got to be careful how long you want to ride this train but it, at the very least i like the fact that we're changing locations each game first we, were, first we were in japan now we're then we were in like um like you said, like kind of like these rush, you know, high mountains in Russia, and then now we're now we're in some kind of uh, South South American jungle. Apparently, there's going to be a lot more actual tomb raiding this time, and lots lots of exploring of tombs where there's not loads of baddies and stuff. You're just That's proper nice. exploring and doing puzzles and stuff like that. So. So which is <laughs> funny, which is funny because that's not what's shown in the in this trailer. Like it's yeah. it's all like just Laura being you know fighting guys, surviving and like and then just killing dudes. So I'm just kind of wondering like okay if that's if we're taking more of a you know actual tomb raiding focus here, shouldn't that be what they're promoting instead of just this a bunch of just Laura being a badass? I mean it's cool, don't get me wrong, but just kind of like it seems like not the thing that they should be advertising if it's you know it, it, i don't know maybe i'm just being a little too overly critical of it but it just seems odd to me well this is just like the first trailer that we've seen true, and true. and we've got e3 in between it coming out and now yeah. so there will be a chance to show off more of the game and the actual tomb raiding by then so do we reckon this the way this one is going to end <laughs> right at the end Mm-hmm. She, like something happens to her and she picks up the two two guns and she puts on her her green top and her cargo shorts and <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know basically we've all uh, the games that we've done up to this point no i'm just <laughs> and then suddenly oh, what's happening to me ah and then i'm becoming yeah. really like like I'm becoming pointy and then <laughs> and then her face transmogrifies 
transpires into a 1997 polygon. No, I guarantee you, this game's gonna. <laughs> if this game, when this game ends, we're probably gonna see something very reminiscent of like the very first area she traverses in the very first game and wearing a very similar outfit not in the same animation style mind you but just <laughs> something that kind of like i forget how exactly the first game was supposed to start but basically yeah her traditional design you know still the same mm. look that we have in this game but just more of the outfit and appearance and attitude that we see in um the earlier games probably that's mm-hmm. uh, that would be my safe bet. Yeah, my idea was a bit of a long shot, but <laughs> <laughs> still funny, still yeah. funny. Um, so this is coming out in September, and I am looking forward to it. I don't, as am I. I don't often get games early after they come out because they're expensive. But yes, uh, uh, six, that's at least in my area. That's like sixty, seventy bucks. For just a regular copy, that's not including any like stuff with bonus features or like art books and stuff. That's so, easily like several. That's a hundred or hundred dollars. So I might have to wait till like Christmas or something. But I I am looking forward to it, and hopefully I can finish Rise of the Tomb Raider in the meantime. Hopefully I can actually start playing that game. My goodness, I have I have dropped the ball on Tomb Raider. I mean, I really enjoyed the first one. And I am curious about the second one, even though I've seen a good portion of it on, on the internet so far. But I would very much like it before picking up this new game to actually play and complete that. Because I have a lot more confidence in my ability to uh, actually beat a Tomb Raider game now that after playing, starting to play these new games. So I'm, I like to think I can actually make it out of the mansion this time. <laughs> I don't think there's any bit in the mansion, so that's a good thing. I know, start. so that's, that's, yeah. a, that's a good thing. That's a good thing to start with. No mansion. Um, I and The good thing about you not having played it yet is you can probably get it a lot cheaper now. Yay! Thank goodness. This, that's the advantage of being slow to come at games. You go, oh, I can get them cheap now. Because <laughs> i tell you what, that's what I did for um, Breath of the Wild, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. I got that thing for the Wii U about a year after the game had been out and I actually only just recently started playing it and like in earnest and oh my god (laughs) (laughs) it's like huh I wonder why the hype is surrounding so much hype surrounding this game that I actually start playing it for real and I get out of the tutorial section like huh so this is what everyone was writing and raving about I kind of see why I'm still holding out for the Switch version when I eventually get one. <laughs> I've heard that that is the much better version of it, so yes, that will be completely worth the wait, but I warn you, you will lose your life to it. It's, uh-huh. it's very easy to do so, so... <laughs> like, I swear, that's all I've been... I, uh, playing, going back and playing Tomb Raider recently was actually super good, because it actually forced me to take a break from Breath of the Wild! Ah... <laughs> uh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm bad. Don't be sorry. I'm bad. I'm bad. Yo, you're good. <laughs> um, but yeah. yeah, I think we've, uh, that's, that should be about a wrap for today. So I hope you guys enjoyed our uh, discussion of Tomb Raider for what it is. And we both, both Chris and I are very fond of this series. I'm more so, I've kind of more come around to it as the years have gone by. And I'm very um, curious to see where it goes from here. Um, and you know, we'll see what happens in sep- in September. Where when Lara um... for life, <laughs> Lara for life. Yep. <laughs> Do you know what really annoys me? What people there, Laura Croft? No, no, not Laura. Lara. Sorry, Lara Croft. L A R A. Yes. So carry on. No. <laughs> it's okay. But yes, thank you very much for joining us for this episode of the AFA Gaming Podcast. I hope you had a blast. I know we certainly did talking about this this game franchise and this character. So um, if you'd like to listen to any of our other episodes of the uh, AFA Podcast, you can find those on our website, also on podcast.com, Stitcher, and iTunes. And just keep up to date with um, with the latest animation news. You can just go and check out the rest of our articles on our website. We do news. We do blog posts. We do reviews. We do it all. Um, <laughs> and if you want to follow us on social media to also stay up to date on our latest content, you can uh, check out any of our social media content on Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, and Instagram. 
We've got too many to name. But they're all there, and we'll all leave links to everything in the show notes, including the games that we have discussed today. And if you want to continue supporting Animation for Adults and the podcast in general, uh, please, by all means, uh, we'll leave links to the Patreon page and our uh, Ko-fi account to uh, see if you want to, if you don't want to commit as a patron, just buy us a one-time purchase of a virtual cup of coffee. We'd really appreciate it. And is there anything I am forgetting? I think that's it. Oh, and if you have any suggestions of future episodes for the AFA podcast or the AFA gaming podcast, like any particular video games you would like us to look into or discuss on this particular show, we'd be more than happy to hear your feedback. Um, please just send us email to uh, podcast at animation for adults. And I think that just about wraps us up for today. Thank you once again and have a great day. Game over, man. Game over! So much to explore at Total Wine and More. Pinot Noirs, Grigios, Champagnes, and Chardonnays. Plus more than 2,500 beers and bourbon barrel-aged. Tequila, rum, scotch, and gin, vermouth that's extra dry. Hard seltzers and single malts, so many for you to try. Now offering delivery in select markets. See details at TotalWine.com slash delivery. Drink responsibly, B21.